is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Ratcliffe, and it is Monday, September 28th, week three. Almost in the books, baby. Might even be by the time you're listening to this, but do want to tie a bow on everything that we saw here in week three. Not major injuries, but maybe a couple that might impact us. So that is what we're going to do here today. Of course, before I get to that, though, got to tell you about our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, you need to go check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there's no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks. It means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. Monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests and all the sports you love. Football, of course, is the big one, but, you know, hey, they have pretty much everything. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, even eSports. MonkeyKnifeFight.com has it all. And you know what else? MonkeyKnifeFight.com has a free $5 game for you just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, R-A-N-T, you'll have your first deposit matched instantly up to $50. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're getting into when you sign up to play Monkeys and Knives and Fights and Sports. Sign up and play today. At monkeyknifefight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. And of course, use the promo code RANT if you want to get in on the action. Uh, there are some similarities to player props. And I will tell you that we sort of we changed things up a little bit at FTN Bets this weekend for player props because if you've listened to me for a long time, you know that I like to get a lot of action in because I think anytime you have a chance to get an edge on a sports book, Take it, right? So I put up every stinking bet <laughs> that I was playing this weekend, which was a lot of stinking bets, and we're up 37.3 units for the weekend. Yeah, baby, 37.3 units. Pretty good right there. My Monday night plays, if you're listening to this before the game, they are up, but get this. So every Thursday, Thursday night plays will go up. Every Saturday, probably like Saturday evening, my Sunday plays will go up this Saturday evening, uh, East Coast. And then every Monday afternoon, I'll have my Monday Night Football plays up. So if you're a subscriber to FTM Bets, you get every single bet that I'm making, which, again, a lot already right there. Uh, depending on your unit size, that may have paid for the subscription alone with just that. Uh, use the promo code RATPACK as well to get you 10% off on FTN Bets. All right, so let's dive in to this weekend's action. And of course, it was it was a pretty wild day. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but you know, getting into the games, we're gonna kick things off here with a tie ball game. <laughs> Used to think that was rare. It feels like there's ties more and more. I don't know. Anyway, tie between the Bengals and the Eagles. Uh, and in this one, uh, Dallas Goddard was banged up. He could miss some time. Sounds like a mild uh, high ankle sprain. So mild high ankle sprain. If he doesn't get put on injured reserve, I haven't seen anything there yet. But if he doesn't get put on injured reserve, you know, you'll see him back in in about three weeks. Uh, you know, he'll miss two weeks. That is, uh, that's good for Zach Ertz in the short time. Zach Ertz seven catches on ten targets for seventy yards in this one. So pretty solid outing for him. Uh, otherwise, I mean, Greg Ward was the guy in this one because Deshaun Jackson was banged up. I crack up because, you know, they're just so decimated 
Greg Ward has saw a game eight for 72 and a touchdown. So we'll talk about him on waivers tomorrow. Not a massive day for Miles Sanders, but you can't really be too upset by it uh, when he goes out and, you know, he has 18 for 95. I mean, again, not a massive day, but sometimes you have to look beyond the fantasy points. And I get that, but I will take volume. I will take volume. The same thing on the other side of this contest, by the way, with Joe Mixon. Uh, This is another one where Carson Wentz had a a lot of air yards and really not much to show for it. I I guess, I I mean, people keep asking me if he's droppable. I I guess he is. I I, I mean, I don't. what am I dropping him for? I'm not going to just drop him to drop him. So there has to be a reason to do so. Like I said, though, on the other side, Joe Mixon, volume, just not efficiency. I didn't expect much efficiency out of him in this contest. Uh, 17 for 49. He's a hold, if not a buy low. Joe Burrow, a lot of attempts yet again, 45 passing attempts for him. He definitely had eyes for Tyler Boyd. He definitely had eyes for T. Higgins in the red zone. Higgins with two end zone targets. Higgins also had 150 air yards in this one, so he could have had a massive game. He only had he only ended up with 40 receiving yards, but lots of yards on those targets. So anyway, uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about AJ Green on the show on the podcast tomorrow. Um, we'll do the the hold and cut lists again on uh, tomorrow's podcast, like we did last week. A lot of people like that, so we're going to continue on with that one. Uh, let's move on to Chicago and Atlanta. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky era is over again <laughs> in Chicago. Nick Foles will be in there after another come from behind victory against the Falcons. Uh, this was definitely a good one. If you had Allen Robinson, the whole thing I'd said was if it doesn't happen this week, it ain't gonna happen. Well, it happened. Ten for one twenty-three on thirteen targets, had the touchdown, which was pretty run after catch for him. Tariq Cohen will be out for the rest of the season with a torn ACL. So I think, if anything, uh, that stinks for him for sure, and you never want to see that happen. But this is a good thing for David Montgomery. I really think this paves the way for three-down work for him. So if you have him, Yahtzee. Uh, By the way, Nick Foles threw the ball to the end zone six times in this one. He had 29 passing attempts, six end zone throws. Mitchell Trubisky had 22 passing attempts, zero end zone throws so there's a big difference between those two moving over to the other side Russell Gage was concussed in this contest and really it was a frustrating day generally speaking I mean it should have been a much bigger day 423 air yards for Matt Ryan but only 238 passing yards a lot of those air yards going to Calvin Ridley he only catches five of 13 targets but goes for 110 he had 249 air yards in this one and two end zone targets Nothing to show for it, unfortunately, in terms of touchdowns, but you'll take the production uh, regardless. And then a whole lot of nothing with Julio Jones out, Russell Gage, like I said, out early. Uh, Hayden Hurst gave you one for one for one. (laughs) One on one for one. There you go. One catch on one target for one yard and one touchdown. There's a lot of ones. I don't know. Either way, eh. Todd Gurley, 14 for 80. Uh, and did get in the zone, and Brian Hill actually looked pretty sharp in this one, 9 for 58, had the long run uh, to get in the end zone. Uh, so, you know, in, in terms of this one, I mean, the big takeaway is, you know, Calvin really continued to roll. That offense, there's going to be a game where they absolutely explode. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. Moving on to the Rams and Bills. Rams almost pulled a come come from behind victory here in this one. Robert Woods in the revenge game got in the end zone. Five for 74 and a touch, but it was really Cooper Cup. This was uh, 
This was a Cooper Cup day for sure. Nine for 107 uh, and a touchdown on 10 targets. Tyler Higbee came back to earth a little bit, but he did have the longer reception. Uh, they didn't they didn't use him as much in this one, and that's going to come down to different games, I, I, I really think. Uh, two for 40. We did see a little Gerald Everett in this one as well. Daryl Henderson asserting himself in the backfield, 20 for 114 and a touch. Uh, you had seven for 19 for Malcolm Brown. He's not droppable just yet, so let's, uh, you know, we'll pump the brakes there. Daryl Henderson with three goal line carries in this one. Uh, and Jared Goff continued to do all right here. I will say, though, 191 air yards. So a lot of that came after catch. You can thank Cooper Cup. You can thank Robert Woods for that. Uh, not the most encouraging sign there for Jared Goff, even though the fantasy numbers are I as they say. Uh, on the Buffalo side, hey, he passed the test. I'm going to tell you, Josh Allen, that was my big concern, was how does he perform in this one? Pretty solid, 311 and 4, 307 air yards too, so that's an encouraging number. Three end zone throws, that's encouraging. Not running as much, I don't care. So there you go. Locked in and basically borderline elite now at as a fantasy option. It was pretty close anyway, heading into the season. And I think from a football standpoint, definitely has shown that he's taken a step forward. 13 for 71 on the ground, uh, 4 for 50 as a receiver for Devin Singletary. Solid game for him with no Zach Moss. In terms of the receivers, Diggs had uh, 49 and a touch, could have had an additional. Did see a Gabe, Bra- uh, Gabe Davis breakout in this one, 4 for 81 with John Brown banged up. Uh, so Gabe Davis will definitely be a name we need to talk about. And, of course, Cole Beasley, 6-4-100 uh, for him in this one. Moving on to Washington and the Cleveland Browns. On the Washington side, Antonio Gibson continues to impress. Even though he didn't have heavy volume, 9-for-49 and a touchdown. Nice touchdown run yet again out of him. 3-for-11 as a receiver. They did use J.D. McKissick there. Otherwise, I mean, a good game out of Terry McLaurin, not a great fantasy day, but four for 83. I mean, he hit the over on 61 and a half receiving yards, so you got that. And then, of course, Dontrell Inman getting two touchdowns in this one, taking away from McLaurin. And by the way, Logan Thomas, not the best fantasy day, four for 31, but seven targets is an encouraging number. I do like that number, and I'm still bullish on him. Uh, as for the other side of this matchup, Baker, this is a Baker line for 2020, man. 156 passing yards, but two scores through the air. Uh, of course, one of them went to Harrison Bryant, the rookie, and then the other goes to Kareem Hunt. Solid day for Kareem Hunt, even though it wasn't the most efficient on the ground, 16 for 46, but that 16 is a big number. 19 for 108 and two scores for Nick Chubb. God, is he fun to watch. Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry, not the most effective days. They're basically wide receiver threes at this point. It stinks, but that's the way that team wants to play, and especially in games where they're going to be out to a lead. That's what we're going to get. Uh, one of the most exciting games on the slate, Minnesota and Tennessee. I really enjoyed watching this game. You know, just show two teams showing they had a lot of fight. On the Tennessee side, Derrick Henry predictably got back on track. 220 or 226. That'd be a lot. 26 carries for 119 and two scores. Maybe that's what I was trying to say. Anyway, uh, doesn't do much in the passing game. Surprise, surprise, but who cares? Johnny Smith continued to roll five for 61 on eight targets. And, you know, you didn't get much out of the receivers, but I will give a little shout out to Corey Davis because he had five catches for 69 receiving yards. Better days will be ahead for Ryan Tannehill. 
Uh, not too worried there. And I'm not going to go too overboard on Kirk Cousins. Yes, he had three passing scores, but not the big day through the air. I mean, the big days, two, two players had big days in this one. Dow Cook had a monster day, 22 for 181 and a score, a long score at that. Then uh, Justin Jefferson really had his breakout game. Jefferson goes 175 and a touch in this one. Uh, nine targets, seven catches. He is officially ahead of BC Johnson. And hey, Adam Thielen, not the best day, but he bailed you out because of the touchdown. So in a PPR, he still gets double digit fantasy points. And, and really, I know everybody wants to squeeze every last little bit of fantasy juice out of the orange. But, you know, ultimately, sometimes you have to look and be like, yeah, it could have been worse. And, and I'll, I'll take it. You know, I had I had a Deontay Johnson. We didn't talk about talk about him yet, but I had a Deontay Johnson goose egg, and I got bailed out. Thankfully, well, almost a goose egg. Thankfully, by another player on my roster, and that happens all the time for us. One player stinks to join up; the other player, you know, does you well. Anyway, uh, moving on to Vegas taking on the Patriots, or should I say, taking on Rex Burkhead. Wow, Rex Burkhead had himself a day. This is going to cause a lot of ambulance chasing. People are going to go after last week's numbers with Rex Burkhead for sure. Six for 49 and two, seven for 49 and one as a receiver. Huge, humongous big day for him. But the problem is James White wasn't playing. We don't know when he'll be back, but he'll be back eventually, right? And... Damian Williams is eligible to return this week. So I don't think we chase Rex Burkhead, uh, but there you go. He was basically the entire offense. They didn't need Julian Edelman, so don't freak out about Julian Edelman. Better days will be ahead there. On the other side, it was a tough one for Darren Waller, no doubt about it. Uh, But another one where, you know, better days will be ahead. Two for nine. Yikes. Uh, Really, it was tough almost across the board outside of, and this is really where things get interesting. So we do the wide receiver cornerback matchup tool over at ftnfantasy.com. And I noticed, it's like, yeah, there's really bad matchups on the outside, but the matchup for Hunter Renfro is is okay. It's not great, but it's like like a mid-range matchup. Hunter Renfro, six for 84 and a touchdown. Uh, that's not going to happen every week, by the way, but certainly a solid day for him here. Josh Jacobs did about as good as you could expect. 16 for 71, 3 for 12. I know that people complain about that in fantasy, but come on. It's on the road against the Patriots. That defense is still really stinking good, and they played from behind the whole time. So it's about as good as you could expect. 49ers and Giants. I think the 49ers exceeded expectations in this one. Just given how banged up they were, this really speaks to you know how resilient they are, but also how bad the Giants are as well. Uh, so Jarek McKinnon goes out 14 for 38 and a touchdown, and then goes uh, 3 for 39 as a receiver. A solid day, and yet people will still complain. The dude gives you over 15 PPR points, and yet people will still complain. Uh, Jeff Wilson actually surprisingly didn't lead the team in carries. He had two touchdowns. Whoopity freaking do. McKinnon looked like the better player on the day. Uh, Jordan Reed got banged up early. Did have six targets before that, but only converted two for 23. Brandon Ayuk getting in the end zone uh, as a runner in this one. Actually had three carries, three for 31. I'd expect some usage like that. They like to do that with these receivers. They did it with Debo last year. 
Uh, so, you know, some solid developments there for sure. You like to see him trending in the right direction uh, and actually had five for 70 as, as a receiver. So just an all-around good game for him. I can't really say an all-around good game for anybody for the Giants. I mean, Devonta Freeman was used five for 10. <laughs> uh, Deion Lewis, one for zero. <laughs> he had one catch for 10. Wayne Gallman ends up having two catches for seven as four carries for seven yards. Yeah, uh, not much in terms of the receivers. I mean, I guess Golden Tate, I'll give you that, five for 36. Not really that great. Slayton, three for 53. It was just all around bad. We'll talk about Daniel Jones and whether or not you should drop him tomorrow on the podcast. But uh, just nothing good to be said about the Giants. Sorry if you're a Giants fan. Uh, Texans and Steelers. The Texans got out to a good start in this one, but were unable to hold serve. Uh, but if you you know were looking to David Johnson and like, do I have to start this guy? Well, I mean, he scored a touchdown, so you got that. <laughs> Thirteen for twenty three though, and then uh, two for twenty three as a receiver. Otherwise, Will Fuller got in the end zone, not a huge day for him. Randall Cobb goes four for 95, but I don't really know if I'm going to buy in too much on Randall Cobb. It was a rough day all around uh, for this squad. Sean Watson, I guess, good enough if you had to start him, but I, you know, we were all relatively down on him this week. On the other side, Deontay Johnson exited, exited early with a concussion. It was a lot of James Conner again, 18 for 109 and a score, four for 40 as a receiver. Uh, the touchdown goes to Juju. Juju a solid enough day, four for 43 and a touchdown. So it gets you to double digits in PPR. Otherwise, this was a lackluster game. I mean, Eric Ebron, this will be a week where he performs. Next week, maybe he comes back to earth. I, I, I just can't put too much trust in him. Jets and Colts, uh, some of the games on the, the slate this week didn't go to script. This one basically went perfectly to script. If you streamed the Jets or the Colts defense, you did all right in this one. A lot of action there for the Colts defense. Not really much that needed to be done for the offense. I mean, there was a passing score to Mo Alley Cox, three for 50 and a touchdown for him, which is good because Jack Doyle was back. But you got Jonathan Taylor in the end zone. Not a massive day for him. You saw a little bit more Jordan Wilkins than maybe expected. Uh, nine for 39 out of him. Naeem Hines gets back involved in the passing game, four for 40. So I think that is a little bit of a sigh of relief for people. Uh, Michael Pittman banged up in this one. T.Y. Hilton didn't really need to be used. So it was one of those days. And for the Jets, uh, nothing. I mean, really nothing. The touchdown went to Braxton Berrios. He's pretty much the only uh, glimmer of any fantasy hope there. Four for 64 and a touchdown for Braxton Berrios. Uh, the Panthers and the Chargers, uh, good on the Panthers in this one for pulling out a victory. And, hey, Mike Davis showed, basically, he's another one where kind of he, he is what we thought he was. Not efficient in the run game at all, 13 for 46, but he's going to be used heavily in the passing game. And for PPR purposes, that's huge. I mean, half point, eh, he's still pretty decent. But eight catches for 45 and a touch for him. Uh, better days will be ahead for Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. This was a tough matchup, so don't freak out too much about their stat lines. In terms of the Chargers, I thought we would see a lot of Austin Eckler and Joshua Kelly, but it really just ended up being a lot of Austin Eckler because the game script wasn't a Josh Kelly game script. 12 for 59 as a runner and a touchdown. 11 
catches for 84 receiving yards. That's massive there. Kelly was not used much in the passing game, had eight carries here. Better better days will be ahead for him. But uh, I said I love this matchup for Keenan Allen. Well, giddy freaking up. 13 catches on 19 targets for 133 and a touch. And pretty much nobody else was used. Hunter, Hunter Henry had five for, for 50, so solid enough with him. Tampa Bay and Denver and Tom Terrific showing us why it pays to be patient. He did bounce back in this one, which is a good thing. Uh, he goes out and gives you really his best fantasy performance of the season, 297 and three. Of course, one of them going to Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin was banged up, and we'll see how long this is going to sideline him. Five for 64 and a touch. Mike Evans giving us a Jordan Howard-like stat line. He has two catches for two yards and two touchdowns. I'll take it. I Whatever. To two touchdowns is, is what it is. Uh, the tight ends got involved here, though. Gronk finally really gaining some steam six for 48 and then three for 49 for oj howard uh ronald jones still in the lead Fournette, i guess it's still going to take him a little bit of time that's definitely noteworthy right there uh we definitely cannot undersell how good this den or this tampa defense is against the run mel gordon struggled in this one he'll have better games you're not always going to face this defense uh otherwise not much to report other than jerry judy seeing nine targets he did catch uh Five of them for 55 yards. So a pretty solid day for Judy, just given the circumstances. You know, given that Jeff Driscoll is, is his quarterback for now. Moving on to one of the more surprising results of the day, the Detroit Lions going and taking down Arizona. Not a lot of people had that result there. Matty Stafford getting back on track a little bit. 270 and two for him. One of them going to the tight end. Just not the tight end we had thought. Jesse James instead of TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson, four for 53 in this one. Kenny Galladay getting back on the field, getting in the end zone, so that is good. Um, Marvin Jones, be patient. He's he, This is Marvin Jones. Anybody who has him right now and is frustrated, like this is Marvin Jones. Like, this is who he is. He's going to have a couple down games, and then he'll have an enormous game, then he'll have a couple more down games. I mean, that's the way it is. I am not dropping DeAndre Swift, by the way. This is what we expected. And we, we did not draft him for September. We drafted him for November. I hope I'm in leagues where people do drop him. Kyler Murray goes for 270 and 229 rushing yards, another rushing score. A good day. A lot of it to DeAndre Hopkins. 10 on 12 for a buck 37 for D Hop. I had to double check because I bet the under on Larry Fitzgerald when I was going through the results. I was like, he had zero? That can't be. Oh, no, he had zero receiving yards. <laughs> okay. One catch for zero. Um, not that anybody was using him. Big question is going to be a lot of people are frustrated with Kenyon Drake. But, hey, 18 for 73. I love the volume. He had, he had 19 touches in this one. And, yeah, you thought the matchup was going to be great. It didn't end up being great. But I'm not really that concerned. I think that that concern in, in a lot of fantasy players will create a great opportunity to buy low on players like Kenyon Drake, for example. Moving on to Dallas and Seattle. Man, oh man, a slugfest in this one. And I will tell you, I said this on my SiriusXM radio show earlier today. Given what we're seeing so far this season out of Russell Wilson, 
I think Russell Wilson has over 50 passing touchdowns this year. And I don't even think that's that bold. I'm known for not doing bold takes. I think bold takes are stupid. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. It's it's just, it's clickbait. That's all it is. Here's a bold take. Uh, you know, hey, Patrick Mahomes is going to throw for 6,500 yards this year. Click on me. You're like, who cares? Like, I don't care about your bold take. Stupid. But I do think that Russell Wilson, and I don't think this is bold at all, is going to top 50 passing touchdowns. He he already has 14, which is insane through three games. And it's sustainable. Russell Wilson has always been a guy who throws the end zone a ton. He had five end zone throws in this one. You know, he had five passing scores. Should have been six. Should have been six if DK didn't, you know, hot dog, whatever. And, and uh, benefit of the doubt, I'm not going to just dunk on DK Metcalf for being a knucklehead. I've been a knucklehead too. And he still put up a big day, so it doesn't matter. But if you drafted Russell Wilson, I I think you are on the highway to winning your league, the fast track to winning your league. Don't screw everything else up. You you got one job now. (laughs) Don't screw it up. But he's going to throw for over 50 passing. If he stays healthy, over 50 passing touchdowns. Monster day out of him. Another monster day out of him. Monster day out of Tyler Lockett. Nine for 103. Uh, Four for 110 and one for DK. You know, whatever. I love it. I don't love Chris Carson getting hurt. Doesn't sound like it's a major injury, but we'll keep an eye on that one. If he doesn't, if he's not good, then Carlos Hyde, floor's yours, man. Yet again. Uh, And Greg Olson's showing something here. Now, he didn't get in the end zone. It was Hollister who got in the end zone, but six targets, five for 61 for Greg Olson. I actually thought he looked pretty darn good. And I was not a Greg Olson guy going into the season, but hey, man, if the shoe fits, let's wear it. Dallas, uh, another big day out of Dak Prescott. I mean, hey, we could have... We could have historic numbers out of Dak, too. Maybe not passing touchdown numbers, but this dude, could he could easily throw for 5,000. 472 passing yards, three passing scores. Of course, two of them going to Cedric Wilson. No, we're not picking up Cedric Wilson. Uh, solid day for Amari Cooper. Nine catches for 86 yards. Not massive, but good. Michael Gallup bouncing back. Six for 138 and a score. CD Lamb, five for 65. I'll take it in a PPR. I think that's going to be just, it's going to be a little tricky from week to week between CD and Gallup. But Cooper, just, you know, clearly the top target here. Uh, tough day for Zeke, but he gets in the end zone. He also gives you six catches in a PPR. So kind of bails you out a little bit, but we expected that. That's a tough run defense right there. All right, rounding it out with the finale for the weekend here with uh, New Orleans and Green Bay. Green Bay going into New Orleans, taking down uh, the the Saints, and really Aaron Rodgers is saying, "Yeah, okay, you you want to draft this love kid? Here we go." Two eighty three and three. You know, the three is the big number. I love that. That's really kind of back to where we were with Aaron Rodgers. One goes to Robert Tanyan, <laughs> five for fifty. We're going to talk about Robert Tanyan tomorrow. One goes to Mercedes Lewis, whatever, throw away. And then one goes to Alan Lazard, who had himself a game, a breakout game, really, for Alan Lazard. Six for 146, and really was basically the only receiver used. The only other uh, reception by a receiver was for Marquez Valdez, Scantling, one for five. Otherwise, it's all running backs and tight ends in this one. Aaron Jones, solid day, 16 for 69 yards and uh, a rushing touchdown, two for 17 as a receiver. We saw a little bit of Jamal, uh, Jamal Williams here, but not not enough to be concerned about. Uh, on the New Orleans side, the biggest game of the week, probably bigger than Russell Wilson's, I would say, 
goes to Alvin Kamara. Now, wasn't used a ton in the run game. Six for 58. I'll take that. But 13 catches for a buck 39 and two scores. A massive PPR week. Breeze throwing three touchdowns in this one. The other one going to Manny Sanders. Uh, Sanders, four four catches for 56 yards. So bounces back. Traquan, four for 42. Not much out of the tight ends. And, of course, a lot of people talking about the Taysom Hill fumble. So you had that. But anyway, there it is. All the stats for the week, the takeaways, the injuries. We got one more game left. And, of course, we're on to waivers tomorrow. That'll be on tomorrow's podcast. If you want to get those bets, though, I'm telling you, ftnbets.com. And use Rat Pack as the promo code that gets you 10% off. Like, hey, betting subscriptions aren't always cheap. I get it. So little little discount helps, and the thing would have already paid for itself, depending on the size of bets you're, you're making. Um, so anyway, that's over at FTNBets.com, FTNFantasy.com for all your season-long fantasy football needs. We're closing in. We're, I think we're up over 900 right now. So we are less than 100 reviews away from 1,000. We'll do a little celebration when we get to 1K on iTunes. So thank you if you've already reviewed the show. If you haven't, it's really simple to do it. All you have to do if you have an iPhone is open up the podcast app. Go to my podcast, The Rant, then scroll to the bottom and click the stars. Helps me out. Helps you out. Helps everybody out. It's great. It's great. It keeps the podcast going. So uh, appreciate that. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram. Use the hashtag Rat Pack. That way I know you're a listener of the podcast. And I will catch you on the flip side for another edition of the show. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here.